To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers welcome to the opinionated bench warmers podcast episode 131 the opinionated bench warmers are back to do what we do best, and that's discuss sports. I got my brother Ramon in here, and and you know, of course, I'm Rob, the host, my co-host Ramon. Of course, we're missing one piece to us, and that's Los, our other co-host. He will be back next episode, but we're gonna hold it down for you. Shout out to the shout out to our brother, man, Ramon. How you doing, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Feeling good. Uh, today has been a, a pretty good day. Uh, maybe a little bit of a long day, but overall, it's been a good day, man. Uh, and still kind of like our usual, man. You know, we get this opportunity to really do what we love after we didn't experience a long day, whether it's at work or doing stuff after it. We get to say, OK, it's just time to kick back, get the listeners what they want to hear. And so um, now I'm just kind of ready to talk sports, bro. Yeah, 100%, man. Well said. Uh, uh, first of all, we want to thank all the supporters. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Opinionated Benchwarmers, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other the platforms that you listen to us on. Uh, make sure that you follow us on all social media platforms, O underscore Benchwarmers, Twitter and Instagram. Man, we have a little bit to talk about, man. We in that weird lingo. It's March uh, it's March Madness time, you know, a great sports month. You got baseball kicking off this month. You got uh, a, a, a lot of NCAA basketball tournaments kicking off. The women started off today. Um, you know, it's just a good time in sports, man. You got the NBA. We're, we're down to the last 20 games of the season, as we kind of talked about on our last episode, Home Stretch, where it, it's it's down to the nitty gritty. And uh, we gave some some strong predictions here. But uh Man, we got the NFL Combine this week, and I think that that's a good place for us to start. Um, the NFL Combine interviews have already began, and we'll get into the workouts and the 40 times and, you know, just a lot of stuff. Um, we got some uh, very somber news this morning, uh, just speaking of the Combine, uh, with with Jalen Carter out of Georgia, defensive tackle. Uh, I think he was rated to, to be the number one pick in yep. the NFL draft this upcoming season. Um, but you know, it fall from grace, you know, just to give a little background for the listeners that's not really familiar with this uh situation. Um, but it was it it was reported that he was involved in the accident. Of course, um they named a staffer and another player that, that actually died in a ax car accident, and it was reported as a single car accident. Um after the 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 night of the national championship win that Georgia got this past year, and now it has come out reported today that Jalen Carter has arrest warrants out for him for his arrest 
um in in what I'm I'm I don't know the charges by details. It is it negligent, negligent driving? Yeah, reckless driving and racing. Reckless driving and racing. So the evidence points to the police that they were actually racing and reckless driving, which caused the the death of his teammate and and the, and, and the staffer. Uh, so I mean, it, it's huge news. It's, it's news that you don't want to hear, especially during this time. Uh, but I think that the moment is a little bit uh, a little bit deeper than that. Uh, who cares about football and, and the combine? Um, with this situation when two people have lost their lives in this situation. So, um, I mean, at first when it was reported, I mean, it, it was reported out like it was just like a one-car accident or, you know, just an unfortunate event. But now it seems like uh, there's evidence that Jalen Carter may have be, may allegedly be responsible. So, Ramon, what are your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, uh, like you said, first of all, I just want to say, you know, as you echo, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, anytime we talk about uh, lives being lost that is definitely always unfortunate and so um definitely even think about those families as, as we talk about this particular situation but um you know things kind of just really uh i don't know just kind of almost fast track with this situation like to me it kind of came out of nowhere that all of a sudden you know Jalen carter was somebody that they were looking at to be implicated um in this particular situation and that the west warrants were out there um it to me kind of came out uh, out of nowhere in a sense uh, but what I will say is actually a couple weeks ago Ty McShay was saying that uh, Jalen Carter's draft stock uh, was potentially taking a hit and could take a hit due to some potential character issues um, that were out there uh, never went into ex explicit detail about what that may have been um, but it's kind of interesting that that was discussed and covered a couple weeks ago and then now this is come to light um i'm not one to to jump the gun and, and go ahead and say someone did something or didn't do it he he claims that he will be exonerated uh, but i do think that they took their time um in order to find the necessary details and the necessary evidence uh to you know to have the arrest warrant so it's obviously something that's very unfortunate this is a guy like you said that is looked at 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 the lowest as a top five pick likely was going to be a top three pick um, no matter what, you know, along the lines with the Bryce Youngs of the world and the CJ Strouds and the Will Anderson. So uh, this is something that definitely shakes up the draft board. But like you said, man, it's, it's bigger than the draft board. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, just waiting for more details to come out. You know, like you said, uh, condolences out to the families involved. And, you know, our thoughts are with them. Um, and, you know, just an unfortunate event. You know, I think with a situation like this, you have to just wait till more information come out before you can really form an opinion about it. But uh, what we can say with the details that has come out, that it, it's just a sad time. It's it's unfortunate all the way around. Uh, it's a fall from grace. Um, it, it's just all of those things combined. And, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I just hope the truth come out and I hope justice is served where it needs to be served. I mean, that's, that's all I can say about it really, honestly. Um, but um, to lighten it up, we will get into the combine a little bit, um, especially just the quarterbacks in this in this draft. I think last podcast we we said our guy CJ Stroud, um, Bryce Young in his size. Uh, what do you think these guys end up, and and what would you like to see them at? Um, so so honestly, in evaluating it and talking about quarterbacks in this draft, I feel like there is 
and for me personally, a top two that sits head and shoulders above uh, the rest of the guys. But I think that they're ultimately what I'm seeing teams are viewing it as a top four. And so when I talk about these guys, that's obviously Bryce Young, as you mentioned, CJ Stroud, which is who we're a fan of. Um, and then you also have Will Levis out of Kentucky. And then Anthony Richardson has been getting hype out of Florida. Yeah, I've um, seen that. <laughs> yes. Um, now, I don't too much buy into that hype. Like, I feel like he has uh, the measurables, some of the tools, but I don't too much buy into the hype. But in getting to your question of where I see these guys going, um, I think that the first domino that will be set to fall is, you know, what ultimately happens with that Bears pick at number one. You know, what do they do with that first overall pick? Um, I think from there, depending on who that lands with, uh, because it's seeming likely that they will trade that pick, uh, obviously, because they have their quarterback of the future already in, in Justin Fields. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm thinking that whether it's the Texans or the coach jumping up there um, or a team out of coming out of nowhere, like maybe the Raiders trying to sneak up there. Um, I think it'll come down to your guys of uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud who will be uh vying for that number one slot and number one pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Ryan Poles is blowing a lot of smoke. We got to do our homework, we're doing our research on all the quarterbacks in this draft. Man, Justin Fields is your guy, you know, and you know, he's proven that this year. You know, he, he got banged up toward the end, but I mean, you got your quarterback. You know, in this draft, I mean, I think that they'll probably trade trade. You know, that's my first like you. That's my first prediction of this draft. that They would trade out of that first pick. Um, but when you look at that first pick and you look at the draft order, um, do you think that the Houston Texans will finally do the right thing at that number two pick and take a quarterback? Because they almost guaranteed a Bryce Young or, or you know, a CJ Stroud. Like, you know, come on. They got to do that, right? No, I agree 100%. They they will take uh one of those guys. For some reason people seem to be enamored with also Will Levis. Um they try to compare yeah, I'm not him buying to it. I'm not buying Josh it. Allen and all that. I don't really buy it. I I agree with you, but I think that they will make that decision. I think that they were able to see that Davis Mills is not that guy. Um I think that they gave him of course this past season that opportunity to see if he could potentially prove himself as a viable starter and see if they can build around him. But he really showed that he's not someone that you want to build around for the future. So I think that they will be forced uh, to take one of those guys. And if I were them personally, I, and I'm going to ask your opinion actually on this. If I were them personally, I probably would sit there at two and stand pat because I'm fine with either of those top two guys. But if you're sitting there at two, are you willing to give up an additional asset or two to make sure that you definitely get your guy at one. I, I don't think you could go wrong with with either one of CJ Stroud or, you know, uh Bryce Young. I really don't think you can go wrong. So me, I'm sitting tight at two. Um, you know, last year you choose to pick a corner, which he's an LSU guy. I I, I you know yeah, I, you called it, you picked it, you you yeah. and I'm Mike, I gotta give you credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta give you credit. It, it was something I called it, but with Derek Stingley taking him that high, I was like, okay, you know, corners are hard to find. They are. They are valuable. But I'm like, okay, you have so many other holes to fill. And Derek Stingley was injured, banged up for the majority of, 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 of the last season. So 
I, I just feel like they have to go ahead and do the right thing. You have to start every franchise has to start with a quarterback, you know, and you know, as a guy that's been spoiled by Drew Brees as a Saints fan for the past deck over the past decade and realizing how important that position truly is to a franchise, you have to get, get your quarterback. You have to start there. And and once you start there, everything comes into play. Look at the Bengals. They've been competing on the on the helm of a Super Bowl for the past two years because they got they got Joe Burrow, you know, and Joe Burrow just gives them a shot. They have so much wrong with that team, but he just gives them a shot week in and week out. And, you know, not having that guy in, in Houston for, for you know, since Deshaun Watson, you know, declined, you know, through his situation, you got to get go ahead and grab your quarterback and let, let's go ahead. You know, let's, let's go ahead and build around that. So, me, I'm staying there too. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. You know, I almost disagree just for the sake of the pod. I almost gave them something <laughs> interesting to listen to. But I'm gonna go ahead and be. You can't real argue another. You're so talented. I, I, you can't <laughs> argue the other point. So right. if you were to argue against yeah. no, if I were to argue, you know what? Yeah, no, I I am moving up, and the reason why I'm moving up is because you ultimately you want to have your guy. You know, as far as you moving forward with a new head coach with basically a new regime as an organization. And so to me, you want to make sure that it's not that, okay, I'll take either or that falls to me here. You know, I'll I'll take LeBron or Melo who falls to me, or I'll take, you know, you no, know, I'm going to go and get my guy. I'll take, you know, uh, I'll take Tua if he falls to me, or I'll take Joe. No, I want to go and get my guy. I want to get the guy that I'm invested into that I can say 100% that if it goes right, that, hey, he was my guy. If it does not go right, hey, this was my guy. I didn't settle for whoever failed to me. So ultimately, you know, I think you do move up. You do give up another asset or two and go get the guy that you want, particularly. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, I don't feel like the talent to talent decline from CJ Stroud and Bryce. Uh, I don't feel like it's that far away. Like, no, I agree with you. I was just making that argument. <laughs> <laughs> I no, just but... did it with a fight. I, 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 I said I agree with you. If I'm sitting there too, I'm taking either one of them that falls to me. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I'll say this though. You know, with this draft, I mean, I'm looking at my Saints with the tenth pick. You know, I'm looking at the Eagles having the tenth pick in this draft. I'm just like, uh, like we need, we really needed that pick. Um, we are back in the first round, uh, but. You know, like you said, you know, Indy, Indy, your team, you know, they're in the top five. Do you do you see them making a move or just what what do you hope to happen? You being a coach, yeah. which I have the fourth pick. Yeah, being a coach fan, you know, my hope would be that we would move up and go and grab our guy. Now, it, it's so tough because it's it's one of those situations that logically it says you got two teams in the top four who don't need QBs. And you got two teams that do need QBs. As we both stated, we are CJ Stroud is number one on our board. And then I would venture to say, of course, that Bryce Young is number two on your board, just like he's number two on my board. I would be fine having either one of those guys. And theoretically, one of those guys should fall to four if we were just if things went in an ideal scenario. We know that doesn't work like that draft wise. We know teams move up. You got the Raiders who will be looking for potentially their guy of the future if something doesn't go with Aaron Rodgers over there or something of that sort. So you got teams that may look to jump up. And so I wouldn't want us as an organization 
to gamble and to just sit there and hope that a guy falls to us. I think we have to put our destiny in our own hands right there. And I think we got to at least make sure that we get up into that top two, which ultimately means getting up to that number one pick because the Texans aren't going to trade with us. So I think you do <laughs> got to go get your guy, man. Okay. Well, and, we'll and that see. guy would be CJ Stroud for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. We still have some time. It's just, it's just combine. We always do a little draft special pod. So, uh, stay locked in for that one. We'll get into more detail about the positions and who we like and who we, who we're, who we're thinking going to have a great NFL career and those type of things. Um, so we'll flip into, uh, the NBA and we'll, we won't, we won't, you know, it's my it's our show. It's our show, Ramon. So yeah. we're gonna talk about the Lakers, you know. <laughs> How they, you know, they always you want, bro. <laughs> it's our show. But you know, LeBron recently, you know, probably one of the best games we've ever probably like the second best game. The second best game, I'll say the second best game. Maybe the best because they came all the way back from down from 27 against the Mavs. But then you hear LeBron say that he heard something pop. Now he did return to the game and he didn't sit down again, but he hasn't played since. <laughs> uh we dropped the game as we as we we're recording this. They have not yet to play the Thunder. They're playing the Thunder in a few minutes here. Um, but man, you know, this will be LeBron's second game in a row to miss. AD plans to miss this game tonight as well. Um, I'm just saying, man, what, what do you think about this injury, man? I, and it, I haven't heard much about it either, so which which yeah. really concerns me either. Yeah. Um, so I, I do know that ultimately, of course, uh, as you talked about the injury occurring in the game Sunday and man, it was it was just a kind of a scary moment in general because I hate to say it, but it, it kind of gave me, you know, 2013 Kobe vibes yeah. like when it happened. And, um, you know, for him to get up and be able to play the rest of the game. But I know that you saw it as well. You know, he had the noticeable limp when he was leaving the arena. And um, they've said that, you know, he's going to be out multiple weeks, um, at least two to three weeks before he even gets reevaluated. Um, yeah. I, I do know that, uh, of course, the team played in Memphis and uh, he actually stayed around in Memphis to get another opinion actually there in Memphis. So he didn't return with the team. He stayed behind uh, to get another opinion. And so um, it's just one of those things where you look at all the miles that uh, have been on him over the course of his career. Uh, but you even look at what he had to carry earlier in the season when really at this stage of his career, he shouldn't have to be still shouldering that type of load. And to me, it's just all come crashing down at the worst possible time and moment. Um, and so I believe that ultimately it's going to be something that's going to take time. It's going to take a couple of weeks. And um, it's been something that even Chris Haynes reported, you know, he had talked about this, I think even a, a month ago and definitely talked about it again through all-star break, but that this is something that's been around for a good little while that they've tried to keep under wraps that they tried not to talk about too much publicly, but um, this is something that doesn't seem good at all. Yeah, man, uh, it's 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 sad. I, I think that, you know, it just with with AD and LeBron, I mean, it you know, it's unfortunate with the type of run we was on. And, you know, like I said, the game before that, you know, before the Mavs was one of the best best games I ever seen them play. But, you know, to see them come to come back from 27 points, that was a capability of 
of a team we've watched for the past two years that just didn't have that capability and, and see that happen was was nice to see LeBron get hurt. It's just unfortunate, but a lot of guys are going to have to step up. Um, I'm hoping that that LeBron and AD, you know, especially AD, I hope that he comes back and 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 you know is able to at least shoulder the load and, and continue to drive us. But you know, ultimately, you know, what do you see us uh, finishing it seed wise after this injury? Man, it's so tough um, because what I would say is it depends on what the health of the other guys end up being because this team still has a chance to um, be in that play-in and still has a chance to float around that if you do have Anthony Davis being able to play and play at a superstar level. If D'Angelo Russell you know, comes back from that ankle injury, hopefully this week, and gets back to being himself, um, that team can still be a team that can – hold it down until LeBron comes. So to answer your question directly, maybe this is just the fan in me and just the optimist in me. I'm still going to say that they finished between that nine or 10 slot. Um, I do think that, you know, Oklahoma city will continue to fall. I think that Utah will, will drop some more games. I mean, they just lost to the Spurs. I believe that Portland, they're going to have kind of difficulty hanging around. We saw the Pelicans lose recently. So, I think that ultimately all those teams will beat up on each other and the Lakers will find themselves in the play-in. But it's nothing is a guarantee at this point, but it's still dependent on that health of D'Angelo coming back and also to AD being able to play at probably 90% of the games or the remaining games. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I want, I'm, I'm the same. I think, you know, the Blazers, again, is another team I feel like will continue to fall as well. Um, I, I hope that we can finish in that in that eight range, uh, between that six and eight range. I, I'm gonna stay optimistic. I, I think LeBron will be fine ultimately, hopefully, you know. And I think AD is just you know, he's missing a game, but they they didn't play back to backs all season, so I'm hoping we can finish in that range. Uh, mentioning the Blazers, we got Damian Lillard dropped 70 points on him, man. That's uh, the most we've seen in a while. Was it 71 or 70? 71? 71. Um, that is, you know, Kobe dropped 81. I know yeah. that Devin Booker dropped 70. Yeah. You know, so I mean respect I, to uh you can't leave out Donovan Mitchell, man. Oh yeah, Donovan Mitchell dropped. Mitchell. Yeah, he dropped 40, he dropped 72. Huh? 71. It was 71. 71. So, you know, these guys are, are really putting up buckets, but I mean, I think Dame been doing it for a long time. Where let's talk about Dame legacy. I think it's worth talking about right now. He sent a lot of guys home. On game on his shots, he sent Westbrook home. He sent he sent Paul George. He sent you know James Harden and Dwight Howard home. Like it don't, like the dude is special, and he's one of the old breed that really believes. He sent Team LeBron home. He sent Team LeBron home. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. You know, it's a guy that just talks about loyalty. You know, I saw you know he did an interview our podcast, and he was like. Um, you know, that, you know, it doesn't, the grass is not always greener. You know, he looked at, he laid it out with Westbrook. I never even thought about that, you know, being traded with Westbrook, you know, from to the, to the wizards and, you know, being traded to the Lakers. And now, you know, his career is being questioned, you know, the grass is not always greener, man. So, you know, just talking about, just talk about, uh, Dame and what he means to the game, man, where he rank, where he ranks with you right now. Yeah. Uh, so as far as it's just Dame, man, Dame is one of the, as you've talked about him being one of your favorite players, he's also one of my favorite players in the league. Like, if not my favorite, 
I mean, he got to be top two or top three on my list. Um, yeah, for of sure. players that I like. I'm definitely getting a Dame jersey after that 71, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. But like you said, man, Dame is a guy that, first of all, let's just say, you know, people didn't expect this much from Dame. Like, he's one that he did rise. He was a late riser on draft boards coming out of Weber State. You know, nobody expected Dame to come in and kind of take the league by storm how he did. Uh, actually came in, and I, I want to say he was rookie of the year that year, uh, beat AD out for rookie of the year, I want to say, um, their rookie year. Came in instantly, you know, just as a guy that you've always been able to rely upon, a guy that you've been able to rely upon um, in clutch moments and big moments of the game. Um, guy is just a – he's just a bucket. He's somebody that, you know, just kind of consistently – you know, Dame is just somebody you feel like you can depend on. Like, you you want that type of guy leading your franchise. Like, you want to see somebody to have that type of loyalty. Um, and then to see over the last couple of years, and I would say, what well, venture to say probably the last five years or so, to see the way that his shooting developed so much. Like, he's always been a bucket. He's always been a pretty good shooter. But to see how he and Steph, like, people look at Steph, and I get it. Steph, Steph changed the game, but I... Dame is one that like really quickly followed suit. Like as far as even the way that they yeah. have stretched the floor, I would venture to say, and, and you let me know if I'm wrong. I think that Dame is the best deep shot maker. Like I'm talking, I'm talking 35 plus feet, like that type of range. Like it's close between he and stuff. And yeah, I it's get, really close. It's, it's really close, close, but you know, um, and so when you talk about Dame, you talk about his legacy. I think that you know, we look at him, even though he's a combo guard, he would probably have to be classified in the point guard um category because of his size. And so, I mean, he's already cemented himself as a top 10 point guard of all time. He was a top 75 player of all time. And I think that when we start looking at that point guard list, he's inching towards that top five all time yeah. point guard yeah, list. Definitely. Like, that's where he's inching yeah. to. He's one of the greatest guards to play the game. And, you know, I think that, you know, he's in a small market. He's not on TV a lot. He's he's on late night. I'm on the East Coast. Like, most times when those games come on, it's, it's coming on at 10 o'clock, you know. And we know he's not sleep. being seen. Yeah, you know I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, I mean, he's, he's definitely one of the greatest. And, you know, I'm appreciating what I'm seeing, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, he, I enjoy watching him play the game. And he's he's a leader. He's a wonderful teammate. It seems like all the guys rally around him. Uh, they respect him. He's an awesome rapper. You know, he's just as good of a rapper as he is a ball player. And, yeah. you know, he's just a good guy. I mean, you know, I think that it's time to start giving Damon's flowers. I, I, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I'm gonna put you a little bit on the hot seat on this one. Oh, uh, so so I, we've known for a long time. I don't know if you still have him as high on your list as you used to, but you were a CP3 guy for Chris a long Paul, time. Yeah. I knew That's this was your coming. guy, CP3. <laughs> I know Dame is like your guy now. And so let me ask you this: prime for prime, peak for peak, you got one guy that you can take for your franchise. You got one guy that you can take at that point guard position between CP3 and Dame. Who are you taking? I'll take CP3. I, I I mean, I just think his intangibles and leadership, even though he hasn't gotten to that level, but consistently he's made everybody around him better. You know, 
And, you know, I look at what he did when he was with in, in OKC. It's no way OKC should have went that far in the playoffs. Yeah. But because of CP3 and his ball control and his impact, I have to go CP3. Okay. I respect that. I respect what about that. you? <sighs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. So in picking, I would have to pick CP3 for the same reasons that you alluded to. Um, I mean, wherever he goes, ultimately, I know people give him a hard time because he hasn't, quote unquote, won the big one. But everywhere he goes, they win. They like, win. <laughs> I've never seen a, a team that Chris Paul has where, like, they don't win. Like, everywhere he goes, they ultimately win. Um, Dame is a player that I enjoy watching more. I agree. So that's I why I had to, like, kind of check my bias there because if it's, like, box office and a guy that I want to see – and more of my style of player, Dame is that guy. Yeah. But, you know. I couldn't I, have said I was, it better. I, I agree with you. Dame is definitely box office. And I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for him, but not this year, man. <laughs> I need them to keep losing, sliding down those standings. <laughs> I think we would with a game and a half behind them. So I need them to lose tonight. They play the Pelicans tonight as we record this. So I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that the the Pelicans handle business tonight, but uh, that's a win win for us because it's one of the, one of the teams that we fighting with. They automatically have to lose. So, facts, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, uh, so what else you got, man? What else you got? What else you got? I know I'm gonna flip it to you, man. Yeah, I think you got. No, I, I think that um. So ultimately, of course, like you said we covered NFL combine stuff. We covered. Things from an NBA standpoint and scope. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, shout out to Lowe's, but I watched probably about five minutes of an XFL game. Um, <laughs> I told you, I told him that. I'm like, bro, this is the worst brand of football I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> hey, Lowe's, I'm gonna give it another shot, bro. If you listen, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it another chance. It was either that or, or watch uh Philly and, and Boston, and I, it really wasn't a hard decision for me at that point, but. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't watch. I was like, Boston and Philly. I was like, I know what I'm watching. <laughs> but check this out, Ramon. I'm going to do you one better. I'm actually going to an XFL game you know, oh. out here in D.C. Okay, so, okay. In fact, Los going to be there with me. So we going to do it. We going to do the thing. I'm going to do it in person. If it sucks then in person, yeah. oh, I'm Hey, I'm about to do a whole podcast bashing the XFL, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you you think about the worst teams that play in the NFL, and like, okay, you'll get a, a trash, like, I don't know, with, with a chat, a trash. Just think about the trashest teams like in the league, and it'll still be semi-okay. Yeah, right. You know, right. but the XFL is like watching, it's like the best is like maybe a slight above that. Yeah. As far as yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a, a chance. It just happened to be on a night where it was like I just can't make that decision to to watch this. So watching Boston and Philly. But something that I did want to ask you, I just wanted to ask you personally. Um, and this can be one of our kind of closing things, I think, because I think we didn't cover most of the stuff that we wanted to cover. Um yeah. I did see it floated out there that it does seem obviously that Tampa Bay and Leonard are going to end up parting ways. Um, and yeah. I know that y'all are in this Alvin Kamara kind of, you know, yeah. zone where y'all don't kind of – this purgatory <laughs> right now yeah. where it's not really looking great, it, which y'all consider a homecoming of Leonard, man. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. 
he showed me enough with the Bucks that it put in the right position. He can he can do some damage. And I, I think he I think he got his agent calling us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sign a short, a one-year deal. We pay him. And I think that it'll be a good addition to the squad. But you know, I don't know, man, with our quarterback situation and you know, with Derek Carr, you know, us pursuing him, we're pursuing him heavy. And I think he'll be a good fit for the franchise. But I think until we sort out that quarterback situation, I mean, I don't know if you could even think about Leonard, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that it'll be a rush uh, for y'all in the sense of, too, this is going to be a um, – I think this is a pretty good running back market free agency-wise, first mm-hmm. of all. Uh, then you do have, you know, some solid guys that are in the draft. Y'all, B. John Robinson, he won't be around for the time for y'all to really no, pick. Indeed. Um but I mean, y'all could get Alvin Kamara light or Alvin Kamara 2.0. Uh, your boy, uh, Alabama. yeah, uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, uh Gibbs, Gibbs, yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I really do like Jameer Gibbs, yeah. he's nice, he, he's he's a sneaky one, uh, a sneaky good running back. What's up with Bama getting all these good running backs, man? Yeah, let me get man. some good running backs, bro. Are oh, they yeah. RBU? They 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 have a case. I mean, obviously we know King Henry from there. So Derrick Henry. Uh we know your guy, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. <laughs> uh as well as uh Josh. But Jacobs. Trent 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 Richardson. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Trent Richardson, man. Trent Bro, he was amazing in college. He was. He His was. game didn't translate at all, but yep. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I think I think I think I, I would love to see us get Leonard Fournette. I would love to see him. I think the story would be great. But we just have so many questions to answer from MT, who I'm not expecting to be back. You know, the only the only solid thing we have going for us is Chris Olave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. You know. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm disappointed that we hiring every coach but our offense, but our offense coordinator. So like we're gonna go with Pete Carmichael again, who was the worst play caller in NF, in the NFL this year. But we'll we'll see what happens, man. I mean, if I was Derek Carr, I probably wouldn't want to come to us. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. no, especially with the with some of the you know options, leaving his options open like that. But I really ultimately think that the Derek Carr domino doesn't fall until the Aaron Rodgers domino falls. I yeah, that makes that- sense. Yeah, I think that the Aaron Rodgers domino will fall first in that Derek Carr. You don't come. think he retired? I don't know. Like, I do think that that's a strong possibility. I'm, I really, I'm just being as honest as I can. I really have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Like, it would not yeah. shock me if he retired. It would not shock me if he ended up with the New York Jets. It would not shock me if he found his way out there to reunite with Devontae Adams in Oakland. And it would not shock me, you know. If some type of way, miraculously, he decided to run it back with Green Bay. But, you know, I think it's just all kind of up in the air. We don't know what to expect from that guy. Yeah, 100%, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We appreciate you for rocking with us this long. Um, like I said, follow us on, uh, on social media, O underscore Benchwomers, uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the podcast that does so much for us and the support on your favorite podcast platform. Shout out to Los again. With me and Ramon, we're going to get on out of here. Until next time. And honor Los. Later.